Hi friends, Brooke Boone here, and I have the privilege and honor of speaking with a dear friend of mine and a friend of the ministries, Tyler Johnson, uh, for this series of Going Deeper deeper podcasts. Um, We're going to be talking primarily about original design and then a little bit on servant leadership, but I have a feeling that our conversations will go off track quite a bit because that's the most fun thing about Tyler Johnson, is that one thought, one statement leads to a million thoughts and a million statements. So I'm excited to have you with us, and um, we'll look forward to exploring these podcasts together as we go along in the next couple of months. So thanks for being here, and let's get started. Hi, Brooke here. Um, here with Tyler Johnson again, so thanks for being here. And I asked him if he would like to start the conversation, the, this go-around, if he wanted to to lob me a ball. So I'm going to let him start and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I said, I'd like to talk about words and I'm going to make a couple thoughts about words. So one is we seek after words to communicate reality, what's actually happening and how do I come up with a word for this? So sometimes we'll be in a conversation and we'll slow down and get silent. And then we'll say, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate what I'm trying to say, or I'm trying to give words to what I experience, or I'm trying to give words to what I feel. And that's a human reality of when we're touching reality of going, what is that and how do we articulate it? And so words are very powerful. We need to think deeply about what they mean. But when Holy Yoga speaks about the story of the Bible, they rightfully use words like integration, uh, rightfully use words about disintegration of sin. But the reality that God made the world and it's just the world. So even in our quest to create language, so when we use the word, we need to reintegrate something. This to me feels very important is to understand sin fundamentally is perception. And what I mean by that is it's misperception that what ultimately the enemy does is he's the master of misdirection and he's the master of deception. So he tries to get us to look at ourselves and separate us rather than being one creature. We're now we have different selves. We have all these different things. How do we understand my mind and my soul? So we, we separate it or he takes the world and he begins to separate it out. Here are the important things, here are the unimportant things. So what's really important when we talk about integration is to understand this is not God's problem. The world is integrated. The problem is we don't recognize it as such. So fundamentally, this idea of separating things into categories can be helpful for a moment if you're always always understanding this is whole and this moment of us defining something in specificity this is this um is fine and important to understand its distinction so this sense of brooke is not tyler who's not john in the same way the spirit is not the father the father's not the son but they're one it's one god three persons well this is the reality we can sit and live in a world and go in my family i'm distinct but we're a family well that's true with our city that's true with our state so this is the fundamental point of this if this doesn't hopefully sound too esoteric is that 
this idea of integrating something in something. So in the world I'm in, we talk a lot about the integration of faith and work. And I wonder sometimes when we use that language, if we don't unintentionally, we're not doing it intentionally, create a bigger wedge for people than saying, don't you just realize that you're a person with faith who works? These things are integrated. Mm -hmm. We don't have to fight so hard to integrate them. Mm -hmm. We need to recognize they already are. Yeah. So this, this idea of all creation is integral, integrated, seamless. There's one God and one creation. The problem is we don't see it as such. Mm -hmm. We don't think this affects that when it absolutely does. Without a doubt. Well, it's interesting in the garden. Thank you for that. That was incredible. Um, that you said there's an inferior reality. So we do not see, there's a fraction in reality. We do not see, we can't comprehend that our original design is steeped in the reality of perfection and union because Adam was begat in the image of the Trinitarian perfection of shalom. And so what happened in the garden was this cataclysmic infraction I think for all of eternity in all directions that introduced in the voice, the voice uh, version of the Bible says, and their eyes were open to an inferior reality, a reality not at previously known. So there is this perception, there's this gap from the onset, right? And so there is, God is who he says he is. He's still who he says he is. So tell me a little bit, let me ask you this with respect to wholeness, because God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit. So manifested three three different ways but one triune god so if i'm asking for an impartation of the holy spirit i i am a believer in christ the holy spirit comes to me because of my belovedness in christ so there's the fullness of the trinity inside of me is that safe to say or no yes absolutely i mean i think if you read out john 14 i mean there's a reality all over the bible that in faith god lives in you yes the fullness of god mm-hmm so if Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the statement, and in him, Colossians 1, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. If Christ is dwelling in me, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And this is the uniqueness. I mean, these are three, dis the Christian doctrine is three distinct persons, one God. And everybody is like, well, that math doesn't work out. But it is. It, this is why you call the Trinity the holy family. Like God is a family of three distinct persons that are manifesting themselves. But the oneness is so powerful. And to me, this is the most beautiful. The Trinity, in my mind, is one of the most beautiful parts about Christianity because it so reflects reality. So I say this all the time when in trying to define this, is the reason solitary confinement is such a horrific punishment to anybody and i would say at times massively inhumane is because human beings were made for community we're made in the image of a communal god totally. and so when you're isolated and alone it's massively dehumanizing it's why shut-ins health shut-ins that are there alone fall into such deep depression and it's why in therapy, huge parts of therapeutic, whether it's for PTSD, high levels of trauma or anything, you have to get in healthy community that love this general theory of love. That's the title of a book, scientifically researched book of the power of love to transform people is so massive. Um, and that's why I think the doctrine of the Trinity is so important to get right and not so that you can be right, 
but so that you can get reality. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. This, um, another, well, we'll talk about this next, so we'll just give it a little preview, but I want to talk about with respect to that everything is unified, like based on this conversation and just the centrality of Christ in that. So stay tuned and we'll talk about that next. Thanks.